0: Just a heads up, everyone, though we look at things through an optimistic lens on this show, some of the topics may be triggering, and some of the language may be adult. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Aggressive Optimism Podcast. I'm Jenna Edwards, and I've overcome some pretty serious adversity in my life, and I just recently realized it was all because of this mindset I call aggressive optimism. I knew I wasn't the only one living with this way of thinking, and as I always say, there's a million ways to do anything. So I wanted to do this podcast so I could have conversations with others and learn how they overcome adversity and achieve their big goals and dreams and create the life they wanna live. So without further ado, let's get started. Hello, and welcome to the Aggressive Optimism Podcast. I'm your host, Jenna Edwards, and it is Thanksgiving Day here in the United States. It's a day where I choose to practice gratitude for all I've been given, even the challenges, because those challenges have helped me shape who I am. And so I thought, who better to chat with today than mindset mentor and fellow co-author in Kate Butler's book series, Alicia Thorpe. Hi, Alicia. Hi. Welcome to the show.
1: Hi. Hi, I'm so excited to be here. Thank you.
0: I'm so excited too. I read your chapter in Women Who Illuminate, correct? Yes. Oh this my gosh. five books, so I always want to make sure I'm talking about the right one. Uh, I read your chapter last night and it was, I hadn't actually intended on uh, airing this episode on Thanksgiving, but when you talked about how gratitude helped you overcome um, an abusive relationship, I thought, oh gosh, I need to talk to Alicia and post it on Thanksgiving because there's no better topic on Thanksgiving, in my opinion, than how gratitude can help us in our lives.
1: That is the truth. That is so true. <laughs> it's a big <laughs> thing. It really is. It's a small little word that sometimes people tend to overuse, but being grateful, showing gratitude, I mean, it's not just a, a quick thought. It's, it's literally a mindset and a, and a lifestyle.
0: I love that. And I, I want to, before we get into that, let's tell the audience a tiny bit about your story and you guys can read the full story in the book, which you should absolutely get. Uh, It makes a great holiday gift by the way, and it will be posted at aggressiveoptimism.com. But like, let's tell people a little bit about how you got to this gratitude piece because you were going through some serious stuff.
1: I was, I was, I, um, I mean, like, kind of like you said, there's a little bit more in the book, but I went through a point where I was in this relationship that kind of swarmed, you know, I was just kind of overwhelmed with everything. It, it took over my life. Everything I did, I was like, they say hindsight's twenty twenty. So like, I was blind by everything, all the bad stuff I could fix it. You know what I mean? So when you're in a relationship um, like that, always trying to fix something, it's like you're always working on yourself versus seeing the actual issue and concern and stepping Mm -hmm. out of that life because you can't fix somebody else, unfortunately. And that's, that's kind of the long and short of abusive relationships or negative relationships is you can't fix somebody else, no matter what. I don't feel like that is something that is possible, but.
0: um, Well, you can't fix them unless they want to fix themselves, right? Like you can be there to support but if they're not willing to meet you halfway, absolutely. And if it's not good for you or your family, right? I'm so right. I, I have to applaud you for having the courage to stand up for yourself and and make a better life. It's it doesn't it is not Thank easy. Thank you.
1: Thank you very much. No, it's not. And it's not all rose colored glasses. You can't just put them on and and move forward. There's a lot of things that happen when you're in those relationships. Um, I have a daughter and she's an absolute blessing. So I, as much as I am not, you know, in alignment with my ex-husband, I am eternally grateful for him because of her. Mm -hmm. And I will never take that piece of my life back. Um, wow! You gotta, you know, you gotta go through some stuff sometimes, and and I did, and I worked through it. It was, you know, it's it's been 2012. We're almost 2020. I mean, it's been a while. It's been a, a journey, and you know, I still am grateful for this. You know, his part in my life because of my amazing daughter who's <laughs> now nine. Yeah. She'll be ten. And wow, well, it's a lot, but it's thank you. I appreciate your, um,
0: I guess, your uplifting. <laughs> Words here. (laughs) Well, I my mom was married to an abusive alcoholic when I was a kid, and you know, I oftentimes hear people say things like, I'm just gonna stick it out for the kids, and without realizing just how horrific I'm just gonna use that word it can be for children, uh, to even just witness that kind of environment, and so. I know, I know it's not easy to leave. Um, I'm just so grateful for you to, or grateful to you for having the courage to do that. I, I it just, yeah. And so I love that you said that you're grateful for your ex. I uh, there's this one poem that I always like to quote. It's called "Reason, Season, Lifetime," and it's this idea that people come into your life for a reason, they come into your life for a season, or they're staying the lifetime, but Either way, if you can just look at it that way, there's no regrets. You know what I mean?
1: Absolutely. That's great. That's
0: awesome. <laughs> it's, it's such, it has helped me through so many things because, I mean, I feel like I specifically like to be the person who is actively growing. I'm like obsessed with self-development. I love the idea of- I hear you. Right? It's like this, (laughs) like, oh, I love growing. It's so much fun. And so when you are on a path of active growth, uh, you're going to outgrow people. It's just the way it is. And it's not a good or a bad. It just is. Um, And- you know no way is better or worse it's just again it just is and so that poem just really helped me in the beginning when i was like i can't relate to this person i went to high school with anymore you know kind mm. of situation um so anyway uh back to gratitude because you had said in the beginning uh how you know gratitude tends to be overused and so i'm curious how you define gratitude
1: um for me gratitude is a little bit beyond accepting your life in the moments, not just day to day, but it's like I accept all of what is going on right now. Um, And I'm smiling from that. So I'm internalizing the moment and I'm showing outward gratitude with that expression of, You know, the smile that I have on my face, or maybe it's a conversation that is going on, like our conversation now, I'm grateful for, and we're just talking, you know? Um, But it's (laughs) a big deal. And I feel like when you look at what it is you're doing in that way with that positive light, it's a gratitude practice versus just like, I'm grateful, let me say my thanks and go on to the next topic
0: could you maybe give um like a practical example of the difference
1: in my personal life i mm-hmm. feel like i mean especially around this time of year like you said it's a great time to be showing gratitude to be thankful um something that i do and i do this with my family now is i pick say you know it's fall, so I have a pumpkin, and we write something that we're thankful for. It could be food, it could be music, it could be uh, dancing, like whatever it may be. That's just brought joy, um, and you're showing appreciation for it. So you're you're putting it out there every day instead of just saying, "Okay, well today's Thanksgiving. I'm going to be grateful for X, Y, and Z. The year mm. was amazing. Let's see what next year holds." Well, why why have a whole year? Why don't you just be like, "This moment is amazing. These." things that happened in the past were amazing, but in two hours, guess it's going to be amazing, that apple pie. In four hours,
0: guess it's going to be amazing. (laughs) You
1: know what I mean? Like, just living life that way versus thinking of the past or thinking Mm -hmm. of the
0: future. I feel like it's bringing the word intention and kind of partnering it with gratitude, like you're intentionally grateful.
1: Absolutely. And that's sometimes hard for people, like you said, to even put together what is that actually mean?
0: <laughs> yeah Well, and I think it means different things for different people. That's why I was curious what it meant for you. because um, for me, it's definitely um, reflection right now, at least at this point in my life, or at this time of the year, I tend to get really reflective and going, not only what are the things I'm grateful for, but what but even further, like, what challenges this year? led me to be a different person that I'm now grateful I have that skill, or I'm now grateful I had that experience, or I'm now grateful I have that mindset shift. Um, Because I feel like we don't take time to be grateful for those hard, hard things that make us stronger, you know?
1: And that's definitely, I feel like that's kind of where it starts from if you're not grateful for, for the, the crap, (laughs) how are you going to be, how are you appreciating what you have? And how are you showing gratitude towards what you had? That's the opposite of that. You know, Mm -hmm. I had started off with, you know, some anxieties and, you know, I was afraid, I'm I'm afraid of the dark now because of everything that happened with my Mm -hmm. ex-husband, you know, there's just certain things that I have traumatic, um, situations behind, but Mm -hmm. it's, because of the anxiety that came from my relationship and the strength I had to have in order to raise my daughter without fear. Like I had, I had fear, but I couldn't portray that so that she then had fear. She was a child at the time, you know, she was only two, but it was just like without those experiences, like you said, it wouldn't have brought me anywhere to where I am now, years later where I'm like thankful every day for, having the courage to show up in my life with gratitude, even during those challenging times that pushed me forward. Oh my God. I
0: love that so much. I love (laughs) that you just said it. What You wouldn't have had the courage to show up. And I think it's so important for people, again, I'm in like this point of reflection, to remember just how strong we are. Because I think every time we go through something new that's challenging, we forget that we've already gone through challenging things, Mm. unless we're intentional about being grateful for those challenging things. At least for me, that's what's occurred. Like this year, I was really, really sick for like five months. And I had all, and it was the beginning of the year and I had all these amazing plans. Like I was super excited. I was back in Los Angeles. I was able to like plant some roots and get back to work. And this sickness made it so that I couldn't do anything on the computer for more than like 10 minutes at a time. Oh no. It was horrible. Right. And I was like, okay, all my plans are kind of going out the window until I shifted to I'm actually kind of grateful for this because for the first time in my life, I'm being forced to choose the things that I am willing to get sick over. Like what is so important to me project wise that I'm willing to have a headache for the entire day to get 10 minutes worth of work done. Mm. And so it forced me to eliminate all of these projects that I thought I had to be doing So that I could focus on the one project that my heart was telling me to do. And you know the crazy thing? (laughs) I know, right? It's crazy. And I'm so grateful because now I'm speaking to high school and college students about aggressive optimism. That's all my heart was telling me I needed to do. But I wanted to do all of these like 10 other projects around it, mostly out of fear that that one project wasn't going to go anywhere, you know? Right. (laughs) And so I'm eternally grateful for the illness because I'm like, it forced me to focus. Right. Yeah. And
1: it's funny you say that because I feel like that goes along with some of the the ways that I am working because when you're busy, you have to literally take a step back and like you said, prioritize. And one thing that I always am telling myself is it's okay to slow down to speed up, which basically means I can step back. Like you said, what is important right now to get me to where I need to go next? You don't have to do it all because then you don't do anything. (laughs) Thank you. That's basically been like my life. (laughs) Yeah. But like you said, like being intentional, really kind of figuring out what it is that you don't have to do or you don't want to do in order to get to that next step. And you you did that. You did just that.
0: Well, and I was forced to. Mm-hmm. You know, I always say, <laughs> this is a quote I, I am really well known in my circles for saying because it actually happened to me. And it is, if you are not on the right path for you, the universe will throw a car at you. In my case, literally. <gasps> oh my uh, gosh. <laughs> yeah. That's what my chapter in Women Who Inspire is about. Um and we don't need to get into it because if anybody is listening, they can just Google me and find out. But basically, I was hit by a car and I experienced debilitating post traumatic stress disorder. So I couldn't read. I stuttered when I talked. I would forget basic words. I was having three flashbacks a day that would send me to panic, that would make me pass out. It was horrible. Oh, my gosh. And it was horrible. Big. It was, it was. It was. But I'm eternally grateful for that situation. Now, obviously, um, for me, I am not trying to belittle the situation because people lost their lives and that part is horrible for sure. Right. Right. Like my experience with PTSD is like next year, one of my goals is to start speaking to um, military about how Mm -hmm. to overcome it. And so because of that, Experience, I'm now able to go in and inspire other people, and that is something I've always wanted to do since I was a little girl. So, uh, and that's something that I'm sure you're grateful for. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Oh my gosh, that's crazy! That is just crazy. But I think it's like it goes to exactly what we're talking about. It's like, okay, we can either focus, and it's what aggressive optimism is. Like, I always say. You know, being optimistic doesn't mean you ignore all the bad things. Quite frankly, all of the situations we're talking about right now are not ignorable. Like you Mm. can't actually ignore the things that we're talking about, yet we were both optimistic enough to know this isn't going to be our lives forever. Yes. That's the aggressive part, right? Like you have to believe that whatever circumstance you're going through right now is It's not going to be forever if you don't want it to be forever. Yep. And so you have to aggressively pursue the positive angles of it. That's in my opinion anyway. That
1: is so funny because that's actually like a part of uh, something I wrote about in my chapter. (laughs) Now that we were talking about the book, like it actually looks in my head. But Mm -hmm. it's basically like you don't have to stay where you are because of your circumstances. Yes, that happened. Yes, that changes you, but that doesn't mean that you have to live in that circumstance. Like you can take that step, have the courage, figure out what your intention is, prioritize, and then do what you need to do. And I mm-hmm. feel like that is just, that's easy for people to forget.
0: Absolutely. And I mean, Katie, Jeffco, we do. She's a co-author as well, Uh, Mm -hmm. and we do two small-town girls take on the world every Friday because we're from the same small town in Minnesota, and we're constantly talking about choice, and that's exactly what you just said. It's like you may be in this circumstance, and it will absolutely change you. It's up to you to choose whether or not it changes you for good or bad. Mm -hmm. Like, is it going to make you bitter, or is it going to make you better? Yes. And I, yeah, I, I just appreciate so much that you had the courage to say, you know what, this is going to make me better.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, and it That's does not it, it- an easy choice, <laughs>
1: <laughs> but it was the it was the only one that I knew would keep me moving forward. So I just kept getting better, no matter what it was. I Even love if that it didn't so take me here right away, I'm here now, and now I can continue to grow in my you know in my fullest
0: potential. Absolutely. And so for you specifically, um, because I know at least in the chapter, the gratitude piece didn't come right away. Am I correct in that?
1: Oh, yeah. Because it's easy to place blame, Um, mm -hmm. you know, not just on others. Like, why is this person that way? Or why doesn't somebody help me? Or why, you know, you bring everything else in it, but then you start to have that negative self-talk. So you're like, Oh my God, what's wrong with me? What should I fix? What book do I need to read? How can I make it better? And there wasn't a gratitude for that moment in that time until after the fact. So now I can see all the pieces and be like, you know, that person was trying to say something or, you know, that was a hint to express my truth, but I didn't, you know, it's just little things that you don't see when you're in the moment. So having gratitude was not something that I was just like, this is great. I'm glad that this is my life right now. <laughs> right. <laughs> like it, you know, like I don't think anyone parts. says that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, like I said, wow. there are certain parts, like with my daughter, like obviously everything about her was just a blessing. And I I couldn't imagine life without her, honestly. Like that whole situation sometimes just gets right at this point of my life. It, I can just push it away because – guess what? Now this is where I am and this is who I have. And I'm grateful for (laughs) the situation, but it wasn't easy. It definitely wasn't easy. And it was easy to place blame on myself and what I could have done and how I could have made it better. And that's kind of what I, I feel like I want to share too, is I couldn't change somebody. And even if they, you know, for my situation, if my ex-husband wanted to change it wasn't up to me to change him. Like it's,
0: right.
1: it's up to that person to change themselves, no matter what the circumstances are.
0: Absolutely. And I, for all of those people who are listening who are maybe in a situation like that and they aren't seeing all of the opportunity to – Like you said, you know, now in hindsight, like somebody saying something was an opportunity for you to express where you were at. Uh, Do you have any tips for people listening who might not be aware of those opportunities? Like how can they get to a place where they're not just reacting I think is what I'm trying to say. Because I think when we're in situations that are stressful like that, our fight or flight obviously comes into play because oftentimes they're life or death, right? And Mm -hmm. so if you're in a situation like that, how did you start to kind of slow down and make choices instead of reacting?
1: Um, That's kind of where I started to live a little bit more in the present moment. So instead of like the, my first step was taking a step back and saying, is this how I want to raise my child? Is this a situation that I feel is going to benefit us? Um, but I was able to take a step back because I knew this isn't how I wanted to live. And this isn't how I wanted, this isn't the environment I wanted to raise my daughter in. When it got to the point that it was just negative. Uh, So I feel like, I don't even know how I got there, honestly. Like it just, I think something just snaps in you as a person. You're like, okay, I can either stay and try to fix it. Or I can take a step back after every certain situation and be like, how can I rearrange my thought process to make it better? And that was for me, it was my daughter who kind of like gave me that Aha moment. Um, so, like for anybody else, like I said, my situation was different than everybody else's. I can't, I don't want to dive into that because I am not sure mm. how, mm-hmm. how everyone's situation is. And it's right. not something that I'm like, I'm not an advocate on it. It's just how I was able to take a few deep breaths and be like, okay, this isn't how I was raised. I, I don't have a background in like. An abusive situation, like sometimes that comes up too. Like, oh well, it must have been your childhood, or you must have seen it. I, I didn't have any of that. I had absolutely like the most supportive family. Like this was my safe space in my in my house um, wow. with my parents and like my brothers and my sister. Like that was my safe space. So even that isn't comparable to a lot of people who then go into these you know abusive relationships, whether it's verbal or physical or you know mental, like anything. Some people like to bring it back to the family or your childhood or certain experiences. And I don't even have that to compare it to. Like, I was just.
0: So for you, it was like. (laughs) It took you by surprise, and it probably took you a moment to even recognize that it was abusive.
1: Right. And that's what I mean. Like, I then started to see, you know, if something, say, was thrown across the room out of anger, like, that's an anger problem. But I don't want my two year old throwing things across the room. What's going on here? Something's not connecting. Like, that's not right. <laughs> you know, so yeah. it was that kind of stuff that I started to see. And I was like taking that step back, and it didn't just end. Like, it was a lot of things that had occurred. And I'm not going to dive into any of that. But <laughs> yeah, it, it was no, definitely. Just, you know, the, the, the beginning for me to really realize I needed to change something in my environment, step out of that situation was. By just breathing in, be like, okay, this is not how I want to raise my child. This is not Mm. a safe environment, or a good environment, or a healthy environment when it gets that hostile point.
0: Right. Well, I love that you're not. But right. Well, I love that you're not detailing it because I think that that's a big problem with people in general comparing, like, oh, my situation's not as bad as Alicia's, or like. For me, I know when I talk about PTSD, people will come up and say, oh, I had a similar experience. It wasn't as bad as yours. And I'm like, Mm -hmm. you don't have to qualify what -hmm. you're going through if it's not making you happy. Like, if it's it's a dangerous situation, I am going to post on the show page at aggressiveoptimism.com a domestic violence hotline because I feel like you 100% need to be as safe as humanly possible um, for sure. But like, even if it's, you're just not happy. I mean, it takes so much courage to admit that the life you've created isn't the life you desire right. and then make steps to change it. Um, and each of each of those journeys is going to look different for everybody. But I right. feel like something that you said earlier about, you know, maybe waiting for people to reach out to you, I'm kind of on a mission at the end of the year because I've been seeing all of these memes on social media being like, reach out to that friend of yours who isn't in contact with you. And I absolutely agree with that. Like we need to be better aware of people and caring about people. But I also think like not being able to ask for help when I was going through PTSD nearly killed me. And so Mm. my perspective shift on that is we all need to start learning how to ask for help from the right people. Right. You know? And so if you're listening to this and you're in a situation um, that you need help with because your life is in danger, you need to reach out to someone who can actually help. Not your, you know, friend who – won't understand, you know, because that's just not fair to that friend. They don't know what to do. Right. And most counties do have, um, like
1: domestic violence advocates. So depending on whatever, in in New Jersey anyway, I know that like certain counties have hotlines, but there's Mm -hmm. a general one for national and then you can specify kind of what region you are in, what state you're in. And and then there are ways to reach out to those people. And it doesn't mean that they're going to Strip everything out of your life. It just gives you that chance to
0: Disgust realize your that options. what you're,
1: yeah, like that it's okay to have the feelings that you have. You don't have to be guilty for feeling like you need to get out of a situation or a relationship yeah. or whatever it may be. And guilt is definitely a big thing that comes over you versus gratitude. And then yes. it changes <laughs> to that. But it is, it's like I feel guilty for, you know, taking myself out of the situation for if kids are involved taking them out of situations or just you know whatever whatever the process is it is it's very guilt-ridden and that's why I feel like it can take a long time to be brave enough to get that you know that that call out to a friend or to the right person to Mm kind of start the process in the other direction
0: Absolutely. But it, it does take a minute, like you said, slowing down and really acknowledging, like, is this the life I want to be in? Right. And right. and for everybody listening who might be in that situation, I hope that you will choose joy because it's possible, right? And um, I think a lot of people don't think it's possible. Right. And, so, and just
1: feel that empowered feeling inside, that internal like that gut feeling that's telling you this is where you need to go. That's your intuition. Follow that. That Mm -hmm. is exactly where you need to go. Follow your intuition is my big, my big uh, stamp on that.
0: (laughs) Nice. I love that. And find (laughs) examples of people who have done it so that you believe it's possible. I mean, my mom is an example. I'm going to interview her uh, next year. Uh, You're an example, you know, And Mm -hmm. so there are definitely examples of people who are not ashamed to say, yeah, I made the choice to leave. Um, And just having those examples I hope will give people permission and hope in – the fact that it is possible for you guys to choose joy you know yes. and create a life that you really love, because that's what you did, and you love your life. I know you do because I do. Right on Facebook <laughs> I, <love it. laughs>
1: I absolutely love it. I do it's just been it's been a crazy roller coaster, but you know that's what makes it life. <laughs>
0: yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, well, if you can believe it, we're almost out of time.. <laughs> oh. I All told right. you at the beginning, I was like, it's going to go so fast. Um, <laughs> do you have a, another, because you've given so many amazing pieces of, it, pieces of advice, uh, do you have another one for our audience?
1: Um, I mean, like the one thing that we kind of already mentioned was like there, our past happens, but it doesn't have to define where we stay. Um, we can learn and grow from our past. And those actions of other people, they don't have to define who you are.
0: Yes. Yes. 100%. That's that's a big
1: deal. Yeah. It's, it's hard sometimes to understand that, but you don't, you don't let someone else define your life.
0: (laughs) I love that so much. And do you have a favorite quote?
1: I think I was saying, I said this, I sent this over to you, but it's funny because I really love quotes and I will find quotes for different phases of my life, depending on where I am and what I'm doing. So in this very moment, I mean, of course, it's a Buddha quote. I'm a yoga instructor. Like, I love all this stuff. But um, (laughs) the one that I am just constantly looking at and internalizing and really just loving is um, it says, we are shaped by our thoughts. We become what we think. When the mind is pure, joy follows like a shadow that never leaves.
0: Oh, wow. And how perfect
1: is that? (laughs) I am in love with that.
0: I am too. That's so good. And do you have a favorite resource, like a mindset resource that helped you shift into gratitude?
1: Well, I feel like depending on where you are, maybe you go to your library and find a book. But I have a book that's from um, Gabby Bernstein, and it's Mm -hmm. Miracles Now. I wasn't sure if I would even like this book when I bought it for the past three years. I literally open it every day as a guide. And wow. She has it written out where you can go from front, you know, cover to cover. But what I do is I just flip through it. I ask for, you know, my message of the day. I open the book and there's maybe a page or two of a bullet main point and then it gives you a couple paragraphs of how to live in that way, like, you know, releasing negativity or doing certain practices that encourage gratitude or just kind of living more childlike, like there's all these cool little paragraphs she has in this book. So like I said, that's the Gabby Bernstein uh, Miracles Now book. I absolutely love it. And that would be an amazing resource to kind of slowly get you into some gratitude and and to kind of shift your mindset a little bit without diving into a full book.
0: (laughs) Brilliant. Oh my gosh. I love it so much. And I, on this beautiful day of thanks, am so thankful to you for having the courage to grow and become the person you are because you're such a light. And I'm so grateful that we get to be connected on social media and now This is the first time we've ever talked, so I'm very grateful for that too. Thank you for sharing all of your experience and knowledge and inspiration and perspective with our audience. Everybody listening, Happy Thanksgiving if you're in the United States. Um, Happy Thanksgiving. Giving in the world, because I feel like every day should be Thanksgiving. Um, <laughs> and you guys have been listening to the Aggressive Optimism Podcast. I'm your host, Jenna Edwards. And remember, if you dream it, it's possible. I will talk to you guys. We have one more episode uh, tomorrow, two small town girls take on the world, but then I'm taking a hiatus until 2020. So I will talk to you then. Until then, find me on social media. All right. Bye. Bye. Thanks so much for listening. I really hope you'll join me next time. The Aggressive Optimism Podcast is made possible through affiliate programs. So if you'd like to support the podcast and get some really great products for yourself, head on over to the offerings page at aggressiveoptimism.com. And if you want a little more aggressive optimism in your life, please follow me on Instagram and Facebook at Jenna Edwards Life. I'll see you over there. Until then, have a good one.